Oh my gosh, I love your bitmoji. Wow, what is that? Oh my gosh, I was muted that whole time. <laughs> I was like talking to myself. I was describing. <laughs> oh, it's not recorded. Wow. Um, I was describing. Um, it's me on some clouds, just daydreaming and dreaming big. And um, I, I added it like a few years ago. Oh, and I always think about changing it, but so good. People like it, so I was like, okay, I'll just leave it. <laughs> Gotta please, you gotta please the fans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if people are inspired, I'm not gonna take that away from them. Very nice, very cool. Yeah, I like that you have clouds. Thank you. That was like the positive thing out of the pandemic was like, oh, I gotta do these video calls. I wanna look mm. at clouds. I don't wanna look at anybody's face. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like your Bitmoji though. I'd look at Bitmojis all day. I really love them. Um, I collect them. They get updated so frequently. and It's just fun to look at and it makes me laugh. So yeah, it brings me a little joy. Perfect. Um, yeah. I, I have to add, today is the first day of a course that I'm helping to facilitate. And so I, I have to like hustle out at like maybe 1140. So I think that's enough time. You oh know, yeah, more than yeah, enough time. Plenty, plenty of. I think that's plenty of time. But just so I'm not rushing us at all. Just saying, yeah, I, I'm kind of saying that to keep myself accountable. It's like, God, Jeannie, you got to go load your car up full of stuff for this outdoors event at a farm. So, anyways, nice. Um, <laughs> good, good stuff. Just I wish it wasn't happening during a heat wave. Oh my gosh, why is it so hot? I know it's it's pretty harsh right now. It's hard times. Man, could could be worse. Could be worse. This is true. Yes, I am an optimist, and I try not to complain. It could be worse. This is temp. This is fleeting. This is gonna pass. Yes, we're gonna be okay. Let's manifest. <laughs> how how is you, how are you doing though? Just I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I was cranky yesterday because mm. my computer just stopped working. Ah. So today I'm going to recognize the moment I get cranky and just stop working maybe it should just not work so hard you just read a book it's fine oh, I like that approach yeah just um, just lean into it just let it let it happen right yeah. path of least resistance I yeah. felt that way toward my internet but my internet has been very good. And so I, fingers crossed for our entire duration today, it should be good. Yeah, fingers crossed. I am on the computer, so I'm taking a risk. But oh. it's early, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so um, it's not too hot just yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so you're going to a farm. I'm going to be teaching, well, not teaching. I'm going to be a facilitator in a course. And it happens to be about composting. And so it makes sense that all of our courses will be occurring outdoors in farm settings. Yeah, it's at an urban farm in Alameda. Nice. Super excited for it. And 
it's the first time we're doing in-person for this course since um, before the pandemic. So our team's like really excited and hoping it goes off without a hitch. I'm also tasked with going to buy ice. So that's what I'm also doing after we have our, our chat is uh, gonna hunt down a spot to get ice and a cooler to stuff it. Cause we want to keep people hydrated and cool, literally. Yes, literally. Wow. I know. <laughs> I hope you can't hear my rabbit tearing paper in the background. No, but it adds context too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm on I'm floor level, and this is his. Uh, he has several witching hours, and this is one of them. So he's just redecorating our home by shredding paper. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day you'll meet him. He is a. Uh, with his wet mouth, he decided to toss my laptop before our call. Oh my gosh. He's he's kind of terrible, but I love him. Tenacious. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to live. Yes. In the moment. <laughs> Rabbit. Is there anything that they don't get into? They are pretty good about not chewing furniture. Rabbits are notorious for chewing up wooden furniture, and he's not into that. No, he's not into that. Interesting. He's into he's into fine rugs and clothing. Oh, your, your most coveted bags. So don't leave anything on the ground. Noted. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, if your loom is out, does your rabbit ever? My loom. Oh yes, my loom has wooden legs, and I put tape around all of the legs. But because it has legs, it's quite elevated. So. The loom is very safe from this rabbit. I think if it were floor level, because he he is drawn to textiles as I am, I think he would destroy what's on the loom. <laughs> so no, my, my loom is safe. Yeah, thanks for asking. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was looking up loom weaving mm. and I realized like, oh my gosh, this is a whole world that I've never known. Mm. I learned a new term I'm curious about, about walking the treadles. Ooh, you know, that must be for multi-shuttle looms, multi, and I I don't have a multi-treadle loom. I, I have a very simple rigid heddle loom, and so it's quite quite more simple. I haven't heard the term walking the treadles. Do you, can you explain what it is to me? <laughs> but maybe, yeah. From, <laughs> from what I saw on the YouTubes, <laughs> um, it was interesting. Um, this woman was walking the treadles and it was like there were these pedals on the floor that helped move almost like gears so like it yes. moves the, the loom in pieces like up and down like different layers of it yeah and it was like she was able to do it like hands-free yeah but her hands were like kind of guiding the fabric yeah that sounds like a floor loom and those are those are incredible so cool yeah and that's isn't it mesmerizing to watch? It really was. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to um, stop watching YouTube. <laughs> get on the call. <laughs> All good. You were doing your... Tell me about yours. Due diligence. Doing, you were doing your due diligence, like researching and looking up stuff. With So you had context. You had like a visual to look at. So my, the loom that I have, both of them, I have a one that's mounted on a stand and one that's called a tabletop, but they're both called rigid heddle looms. And so I'm pretty sure the rigid heddle loom 
has several types of variations that look slightly different, but are simplistic in their, fairly simplistic in their operation, like around the world, whether someone originates from Peru or um, in like East Asia or in Europe, a rigid heddle loom is pretty, yeah, again, you can't do a lot of different types of patterns and such with it, but um, it weaves really great fabric and it's great because it's simple in operation. So it doesn't, it can be made to be portable. So the kinds that I have can be lifted up and picked up easily from one room to the next. And my table loom, I could even pack it up and take it on a plane with me in a large tote bag if I wanted. So they're really awesome. They're very wow. Um, good entry point and affordable way for someone to get into weaving if they wanted. Wow. I'm kind of curious. Um, like, why would we want to do loom weaving versus like crocheting or just knitting? Oh, I love this question. So, you know, with the type of, oh, you know, so like when you have a fabric that came off of a loom, it's called a woven fabric. And then when you have fabric that's been knitted with like a knitting machine or hand knit, so that's a knit fabric. And it really comes down to purpose and durability and drape. So for clothing, for example, like knits, if you look at, if you look at the mi micro little tiny a yarn that makes up a t-shirt you'll note that it's a knitted fabric actually it's not a woven fabric and and so um it just drapes really nicely uh, knitted fabrics and of a certain weave of like thread and such and so yeah that's just serving different purposes you know when it's weaving woven I mean or knitted and um depending on the types of machines that people have availability to um, that also kind of dictates, but for the most part, I would say that woven fabrics provide much more durability and can be more rigid as opposed to knit fabrics. When we think of knit, we're thinking really cozy, comfy sweaters and yeah, yeah t-shirts and it can kind of get scrunched up. But when we think woven fabric, imagine like denim jeans and, you know, a canvas tote bag or something and so forth or sails. And so those are different types of, you know, looms with different like uh diameter of the type of yarn that's being used for that fabric but um yeah it's just different different purposes but yeah you, I could totally nerd out on fabrics and such and um even dissecting different types of fabrics that are in people's closets yeah it's really oh my gosh yes fun. yeah yeah my mind is so blown right now because you said things that I see all the time on my clothing tags and have no idea what it means. <laughs> like when you said knitted fabric and woven fabric, I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard that before, but didn't realize that it refers to like maybe how close the threads are to each other. When you mentioned the durability, it's like, oh yeah, okay. When the fabric like jeans or denim, for instance, like if it's woven together tightly, it's harder to to break apart. Exactly, exactly. And you know, with woven fabric, uh, if you choose like a, depending on the type of um, fibers that you use, cotton or hemp or however, when you're when you have something woven or even wool, it can be really uh, non-stretch, which is helpful. You know, let's say you have a rug. Rugs are mostly woven. That you know, so they're kind of providing a soft thing to 
put your feet on, but they have stability and structure. You can't mm. imagine if you had a rug that was kind of knitted and it would be stretchy. It wouldn't hold its form very well to a space. Like maybe you get snagged on things. And so oh, yeah. Yeah, if you look at a, if you look at a rug, I'm looking at my wool, uh, wool Ikea rug right now. Yeah. That has a, yeah. has threads running in two separate directions and it's, you know, for a reason it's for durability and wear and tear. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. That makes sense now. Like if you get a snag, like the fabric stretches, the hole starts to mm-hmm. get bigger and wider and then it just like splits apart completely. Yes. Yes. Like that Weezer song. What is it? I think oh. sweater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm dating my nineties, two thousands upbringing. Yes. Like it's like, it's exactly that. And yeah, I love how you bring it back to the everyday is we can see examples of these, this craft, this ancient technology that is still so relevant in everything right? you use, whether it's like fabric for that upholsters a car or upholsters oh gosh, the yeah. part seat, you know, like there's, you could totally examine all the fabrics for our, our backpacks and purses and, and really look at it. And you can figure out really, once you know the basics, like, oh, is that knitted or is that woven? Is that, yeah, crocheted? Like, how is that created? And it is really interesting. It's nice to marvel kind of at the ordinary like that yeah I really enjoy nerding out on those things because they're they're details of like generations of knowledge that we take for granted today that I don't know I mean the point was so that we wouldn't have to worry about it right but then it starts to become a lost art if people don't keep up with the way that it came to be Sure. I think I think I have a love hate with industrialization and capital yeah. capitalism because yay, we can all buy cheaper affordable IKEA furniture and fabric, you know, seats and everything for the the like cushions and everything but you know at mm-hmm. what cost? I know. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I'm always trying to think like like as a capitalist only by um by environment because I grew up in New York City but I always like to think of how in agriculture the way to keep it sustainable is to like you know split it up and you have a rest period and I always think about how like we're missing the rest period mm-hmm. in capitalism yeah like when I say capitalism I am referring to free markets like I'm a big believer of free markets if people were able to be free to sell and buy you know freely without people having to like worry about markets um, overly saturated or dominated and people being left out. Like if we could just trade freely, (laughs) quite simple. Um, We could incorporate a rest period where we don't have to trade and we can let things kind of settle back down to where it belonged. I know I totally went on a tangent about it, but- No, I love it. Like I always think of like, farming because it's nature and it's natural and we kind of lost that yeah the greed and like the power dynamics that have overtaken others yeah 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 now I know now I know you you had set me up with some things that we perhaps were going to talk about with art and craft ahead of time did you want to stay talked about course (laughs) I mean, we don't have to. <laughs> oh, I'm happy to. That's kind of what I prepared for. I mean, it's easy to get 
um, wound up thinking about global economic politics, I certainly don't enjoy talking about it just because it makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I really, yeah, I would prefer to um, talk about the nerdy, crafty stuff. <laughs> just being honest. Sure. And apologizing for my tangent going sideways, even no, though no worries. it just kind of happened. I'm happy to hear it. Happy to hear about it and those thoughts. They're very important. Well, it's also like tied into the work that you do and how you ended up where you are. And I'm curious more so about the creative outlets you use to kind of get away from that or to like rest, to have your own rest period. Ooh, I like this question. And yeah. Let me make sure I'm understanding too, is your question about how, you know, we're all really required. We have no choice but to participate in a system of capitalism and in, in this economic and social system that really dictates how we live our lives and, you know, literally having to work to like earn basic things like housing and food so yeah. your question just like how do we how do we bring art and craft back in you know um not out of maybe ness um just like as a respite from that really terrible mm -hmm. you know day-to-day -day capitalistic world that we live in yeah is that, is that what you're getting at that is what i'm getting at i love how you're able to um to hear me <laughs> and also like form it in words that make sense no it just it just yeah it, I totally wanted to I totally think you make sense and I wanted to repeat back to make sure I understood and I you know it's interesting because I was reflecting on the question you shared you shared with me ahead of time where you, you asked you know how how did you end up where you are today in relation to your art and I was thinking about how my skills that I know, whether it's sewing, you know, gardening and working with textiles, it was very pragmatic to start with. Like mm. it was, you know, in this, in this world and growing up in a family, wanting to be super frugal and ha wanting literally our belongings to stretch their lifespan as much as we could meant that you had to alter clothing to make it fit someone else in the family or mm, yeah. you know, buy something on sale that doesn't fit you, fit us quite well to yeah. alterations to it. And, and it was my, it was my dad actually who learned, who knew already how to use an industrial sewing machine and we had one. And so I learned how to work with textiles from a very practical way, not in not about you know art and beauty it wasn't about that it was really about survival and how to just be really thrifty to make sure our like dollar stretches further um and i mean i'm i'm su super thankful for that perspective though because yeah. um, then i appreciate it so much and these are all skills that a lot of people may not, you know, have anymore. Like you were saying, we've lost a lot of that craft and art yeah. and it's great for it to be practical, but it's also such a great place to infuse beauty. And so, you know, now uh, as an adult looking back, it's, um, 
you know, it's awesome being able to use those skills, but then also to come from a place more so about joy and, and bringing, and bringing beauty into the home or on the body for adornment, as opposed to just simply, um, from like a scarcity, you know, scratchy survival mindset. So yeah, it was very much informed by, yeah, like, I guess capitalism fueled some, some of this, like, not forced knowledge. It was like nece- out of necessity, but it's, yeah, it's like a definitely a place of that is for like relaxing and um, unwinding from the day. Yeah. When I'm leaving, it's, it's such a nice exercise in meditation and reflection while I'm making this really awesome big scarf Yeah, with like wool, with wool that was from sheep that are, are living in California. <laughs> wow. We have sheep in California. <laughs> oh my goodness. We have so, we have so many sheep in California and you were talking about, you know, you're talking about machines earlier, like looms and such. And did you know that a lot of America's domestic fabric qual- um, production has just gone away because we've sold all of those machines overseas. No way. Um, and because we outsourced thanks to the free market and capitalism, you know, they figured big companies figured, well, we can find cheaper labor, uh, you know, at, over internationally. So we don't need these machines anymore, but then also that knowledge gets lost. So even right. if, even if the United States wanted to revive and bring back the production of domestic fabric that we used to make back in like the 60s and before we don't even have the knowledge and skill enough to go back to where it was so pretty astounding to think about like it's a yeah that's witnessing history and literally loss of craft because oh well you know say china has a bunch of the looms that we sold to them and they now have the knowledge and skills and uh the machines to make it whereas we don't um so here I am going on my tangents, but I'm trying to pull it all together. I think it makes sense. I think it does. I'm appreciating the oscillation that we're having because it's we're impacted by it, whether mm-hmm. we want to be aware of it or not. And um, I don't think we talk about it enough. Yeah, I don't know if people have time to really pause and think about it. And I don't think we also I don't think most people have alternative options we have no choice but to like hey go to target you know pick up pick up undergarments or um go to the local mall or order online for clothing you don't really yeah we don't really have many options that are affordable and reasonable and also that fit everyone's size um yeah yeah that's a whole other topic too that I could go into it's like of course I mean I'm immediately thinking there's like a level of laziness where we do things out of convenience more frequently and we don't schedule enough time to create versus consume, whether it's like entertainment on TV or our phones, when we could be using that time to like enrich our playful desires in crafting and art and nerding out. You know, I mean, that's why I'm doing this podcast because it's kind of nice to just take a moment to reflect on things that we would like to do and create entry points for us to try it out again like just a little bit each day I think could help us get closer to 
rebuilding those skills that we've lost out of convenience, but convenience for what? Right. Mm -hmm. I love that initiative. I love the motivation for your creating this. And I, the piece that really struck me from what you shared is the craft and creation of, you know, whether it's art or music, or I mean, all of it's art is doing it in community with others. Mm-hmm. I think that is the, is actually the kind of underlying piece that has to be present um, in order to have like meaning, I think is to yeah. be with others. And so, yeah, I was super, we will definitely have a session where we hang out and I can show every, all of us friends, like the weaving loom. I think that would be really fun. Um, oh my gosh, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, sorry, couldn't happen this time around, but it's going to happen. No, problem. it's going to happen. Time, time is, time is made up. It's okay. We'll be fine. Yes. Yes. We will create the time. And speaking of time, I do want to respect your time and, um, give you the, the time and space to prepare for your group, which I'm excited by proxy um, that you're going to facilitate this group on composting. Definitely want to talk with you about gardening and composting and all the things. For sure. Is there any um, any words that you would want to share with others in regards to the things that we talked about? Hmm. I guess I have a response to um, another response to what we're talking about and hoping that I guess the first word that comes to mind is kind of compassion and kindness for each other because um, living in, you know, under kind of like a almost post-capitalist world is what I, Mm -hmm. what I read about and how, you know, it's everyone's struggling a lot. I, I wonder if, you know, people do things maybe not so much out of say laziness or even convenience, but because it's, People just don't simply have the energy capacity and also the resources. Um, There's, there is a lot of resources. There are resources required in order to craft, whether, you know, any kind of art and gardening, even like that's a part of it is accessibility and accessibility doesn't just literally mean the resources to do those things, but also the time to having time, having time to relax and to just be, and create art and even with others is it's unfortunately a luxury in this 21st century um at this time and so I guess I mean I wouldn't really I I wouldn't really um hold anyone down if they're you know uh shopping at a particular place and doing something because they just are too tired or seemingly um I mean, to me, the way I look at it is like, I, I really think people don't really have a choice. And so if, you know, someone's, I don't know, ordering clothes online or something, it's just not, I don't feel it's quite my place to say anything about that, especially because all of us are really in this together. I mean, yeah. all of us are fighting the super, super capitalists and the billionaire class. And so, um, our actions shouldn't be so scrutinized. We need to all unite and, ref, you know, work 
together to demand the state and demand like corporations to, they're the ones who should be doing better. Um, it's kind of my long winded answer to, I guess, a main, one of the main points I want to bring out. And then also uh, the other point too, is I hope that um, people can have like good imaginations to imagine a world in which like we, we do have space to like create together and make really beautiful things together in without stress and urgency so um anyways yes i love that so much um it's such a good call out because it's never just one thing i know i said laziness and that was like my gut reaction and i knew even as i said it that it wasn't the whole truth because like you said you know, we have a certain capacity and sometimes we get burnt out, like just trying to survive. And there's little space for us to create space and resources to do the things that we really want to do and pursue our passions or dreams. So I, I really appreciate you um, explaining and, and um, showing compassion, really, because we are in this together. And we should be looking to the larger systemic oppressions in place that's causing all of us to live this way versus each other, right? Yeah, it's just, it's at the forefront of my mind is like during these past few years in the pandemic, really bringing like disability justice and um, that the activism from that, as well as activism around decolonization um, in action, not as a metaphor, so like literally land back. And yeah. what does it mean to, yeah, like re-indigenize and um, rematriate land um, and what, imagining a world in which like, yeah, we don't live under oppression. So we need to be able to imagine that world to be able to govern, not just, you know, in response to capitalism and all the isms that are been really awful and have formed the way the world is now. Um, and it informs the art, I think. Yeah. It's like approaching it in that way. So that there is abundance in that. I love that you say rest. I think that there's not enough rest. Mm. Like rest is pretty revolutionary to build rest, to demand it. Um, we do seek some of that, I would say, like with people not, you know, wanting to settle for less. I mean, it's small. It's very small. It's not even a movement, but there's ripples of that. People demanding better and, you know, unionize, unionizing happening in the United States and demanding better workers' rights. That's all a part of it. Yeah. I mean, we didn't. Yeah, we're deviating, but this is all this is all to the forefront of my mind. <laughs> I know. I mean. I definitely want to talk with you more about Mia Mingus and Mariam mm -hmm. Kava. Mm -hmm. um, they're just amazing people that you mentioned as influences in your life and your work. Um, but yeah, this I'm I'm feeling like I had a nice slice of pie of wholesome creative process. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't even know how to describe it, <laughs> but I really appreciate it. I got a lot of joy um, from our conversation. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't get to talk so much about more of like art. So we'll just do it again. 
Let this, <laughs> I'll just talk again. <laughs> when, where can I hear um, episodes from your friends who you've spoken to that have gone live? It has gone live this week. So we're on SoundCloud. Um, I'm posting on Instagram right now. Um, it's on YouTube and it's on rss.com. Nice. Applause, yeah. applause. Okay, SoundCloud. We'll definitely check this out. Yes. And soon you will be there. Super cool. So you were able to um, have your friend share about their pottery and ceramic work. Yes. I'm looking for as many different vocations as possible because it's really just about the human experience. And um, in our creative process, I think is like the most raw of having a human experience and making decisions and balancing between passion, survival, and creation. Mm -hmm. There's just a running theme, no matter what craft someone is doing or what work they do. And I find that so fascinating. I just want to share that. Yeah, awesome. Can't wait to listen to the other episodes and uh, other about other people's artwork. Yeah. So um, I guess I'll stop the recording here and then we'll do like a proper farewell. Yeah, yeah, sure.